When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we are going to be having a fascinating discussion about what businesses truly should be thinking about and doing as they are functioning in this world. And so please join me in welcoming Diane Primo to our program today. Welcome, Diane. How are you doing today? Oh, good morning, Deb. Really wonderful to be talking to you today. Perfect. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little about you and then we will jump into this. So Diane Primo is the CEO of Purposed Brand Agency, an award-winning Chicago-based public relations, branding, and digital marketing firm. She is the only African-American female CEO of a purpose-driven communications agency. Diane's focus on impact marketing stems from the belief that brands must be relevant, purpose-driven, and committed to consumers to be successful today. Consumers demand for meaning, transparency, and authenticity has truly changed the nature of and raised the stakes in all communications. So again, Diane, welcome. Oh, thank you, Deb. It's a pleasure to be um, with you and your audience. Um, and hopefully we'll have a wonderful conversation. We will, we will. Yep. So I always like finding out from my guests how they got to where they are today. And you know, I looked at your LinkedIn bio and thought, holy schmoly, um, you know, you have held some absolutely wonderful positions and then, of course, started your own agency. So tell us a little bit how you decided that having a purpose driven agency is so important to you. You know, I um, I grew up in a obviously a very from in a very diverse background, right? I had a I was raised by a um, a single mother, and we were always aware of what people had and didn't have. Okay, okay so and um, you know, interested always in uh, really advancing um, others in society. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, I then went into, um, you know, I did the, the, the uh, traditional and traditional route. I went to college. I majored mm-hmm. in philosophy, loved it because it's really about critical thinking. Right. Um, uh, hard to, to get a job in though. Hard to get a job in, really hard to get a job <laughs> in, right? Um, so I actually um, went into business and went to um, Harvard Business School okay. as, as part of that and then trans- transitioned into the corporate world, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting, right? And I, I worked, um, I don't know, um, uh, for quite a bit of time in um, uh, uh, c- consumer packaged goods. Mm-hmm. And um, left there as a general manager and then went on to um, work in telecom, you know, president of product management for some place called Ameritech. And then uh, SBC acquired them, which is now AT&T and was president of product management for them and did a startup. So for the entrepreneurial audience, I'm really versed in startups. I did that for uh, Kleiner Perkins. And I'd love to say it's failed because we didn't make any money. We sold it to the partner. Mm. Um, And then um, was... uh, Chief Marketing Officer for CDW, which is also a Fortune 500 company. So I've had a a really interesting career in um, business, but throughout that career, Mm -hmm. okay, and I want to really make this um, uh, uh, clear, um, especially in my early days, I always filled my soul Mm -hmm. with um, volunteer work, Mm -hmm. okay? And, And when I wasn't, when I was in a job where I wasn't being as mentally stimulated, I tended to do more philanthropic stuff okay. than less, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. And I maintained that, um, you know, throughout um, uh, my business career mm-hmm. in my life, right? Um, an interesting side story is that um, my father-in-law was a um, uh, one of the, the one of the uh, among um, the first black bishops of the Episcopal church ah. in, um, uh, Chicago and then mm-hmm. in Delaware. Uh, and, uh, he had asked us to continue the mission in an area that the church was abandoning. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so at first we did like community outreach and all that. And then we looked at it and said, well, the real need here is, um, for homeless families mm-hmm. at the time, um, the number of homeless families was relatively low compared to the population. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's grown. It's astronomical. Mm-hmm. So we founded, um, the family founded um, a center that focused on um, uh, homeless children, homeless wow. mothers and children's mm-hmm. first. Right. And then extended it recently, actually, in the last, I think, year and a half to families that included men. Mm-hmm. Right. And people will say, why are you including men now? Because it, it creates a different dynamic in a, it is. In a and especially yeah. in the homeless, it's, it's a, it's a very different dynamic, a very different dynamic. And um, so I, I'm happy to say that um, I use my own strategic skills mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and help them put together um, a strategic plan that has lasted for, I don't know, 15 years, actually, wow. we're going mm-hmm. where we rebooted it right mm-hmm. now because we achieved all of our goals. But now we are the largest um, center for homeless families in uh, Chicago. Mm. Um, and we're considered one of five best in class in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very heavily um, data driven. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Bezos um, uh, homeless sort of foundation found us and actually gave us an award. We part of this leadership class nice. across the country. It's really mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but to make a long story short, I've always married, you know, um, 
a business business with soul fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so for this venture, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to align my own business acumen with Mm -hmm. my personal passions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, and I I think I chose the right time to do that. That Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. They're actually interested in doing Mm -hmm. that now because they have to. Right. Mm -hmm. So people say, Oh, does that mean you just work on that not for profits? No. All of my businesses that we work for are for profit, mm-hmm. for right. profit businesses, mm-hmm. right? The reason being is because <clears throat> you cannot achieve long-term financial growth without caring for um, uh, and improving the lives of others. Mm-hmm. And that's just the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That will that simply is not tolerated anymore. It's not mm-hmm. tra- tolerated by ex- external s- stakeholders, mm-hmm. nor is it tolerated by employees. Right. So when you say, how did I get on this journey and how did I get there? That's a great question, mm-hmm. right? And I think, I think um, hopefully that uh, provides everyone uh, the answer. Right. I love that. You know, and, and it's, it, it's so important because as you said, you know, it's not just external, it's internal. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, we see a lot of employees and have had for, for many years oh, yeah. who, you know, it, it, they, they want that fulfillment. Um, you know, it's been ugh, over 20 years ago since I worked for a very large financial services corporation. And I was the, the head of corporate communications for the area where I was. And they embraced it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at that point in time, my budget was almost a million dollars a year. That's and, years you know, and, and it wasn't, you know, we, we, we got a lot of input from the employees, you know, mm-hmm. who do you want us to support? Yep. Now they've changed directions and, and they've actually, you know, and, and, you know, there's, there's lots of reasons why companies mm-hmm. do that. They're still very philanthropic and they do, you know, employee days of mm-hmm. giving and, mm-hmm. and a lot of that, but, you know, we loved it because the employees really could say, you know, Hey, my, my daughter has a softball team. They need mm-hmm. new jerseys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or big things like we worked with the the children's hospital and, you know, all sorts of things. And our employees loved it. And one of the things that, that we did, I mean, you know, it's a financial company. So lots of little mathematician type of, yes. of people. And we had a program where they would go to a nearby uh, middle school and tutor students. You mm-hmm. know, and this is long before Zoom or any of those things. I mean, they had to trot their little selves down to the schools and and work with these kids and some of the relationships that those people built i think are still going today but I it was it. you know and and when when people would you know and, and it was company time they mm-hmm. went during the day right you know, this was was strongly encouraged and if anybody ever tried to cut back oh uprising oh yes um, uprising. You know, and, and because it was so important to yep. be able to give back to the community. Yeah, no. And I, I really do think um, that um, that is the case. So mm-hmm. I, I believe that it not only helps people from a financial standpoint long-term, but it helps them from a um, recruiting and retention. Right. And that's really what you're speaking to, mm-hmm. recruiting mm-hmm. and retention, right? People want to work for companies who, who understand that they have a responsibility um, to others right. and uh, to the planet and to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That is literally, mm-hmm. that's who they want to work for, mm-hmm. right? 
they don't want to work for soulless companies. And I, and I, I really do uh, mean it in that way. It's mm-hmm. just not fulfilling. You know, mm-hmm. you, you spend a lot of your time uh, in the office and uh, working for a company mm-hmm. and generationally that's changed, but regardless, we're still at the office for a long, mm-hmm. very long time. Right. And then, so if you're not around people that, you know, passionately care about something other than the dollar, mm-hmm. okay. It does become, um, uh, it, it's a, it's a conflict. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional conflict. Mm-hmm. And so we simply don't want to put people in that position mm-hmm. and it's, it's good business in general. Right. And, but it's, it's good, good business, mm-hmm. right. Helps you with recruiting retention, helps you with your long time, uh, uh, long-term, uh, financials. Um, it, it helps, um, your clients see that, um, you are a responsible s- steward, mm-hmm of the money you're earning. Right. right? Um, and I think, I'll think all of those things are really mm-hmm. important. Right. You know, and it was interesting because my CEO was very much a driver of that because mm-hmm. right. If you don't have buy-in at the top, especially oh, yeah. for programs like that, it's not going to, going to take your know, place. And I remember one of the times I, I asked him, I said, you know, why do you see such value in this? You mm-hmm. know, because 20 years ago, Companies didn't do no, a lot of didn't. things like that, oh, or they'd write not. the check and that was that. And he told me, he said, you know, because at some point the people we are helping mm-hmm. could be employees or they could be customers. That's really true. And, you know, and, and that, that was, that really was what it came down to. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, we, he was also a very savvy businessman and he said, you know, you, you build up all yeah. of this good trust. Well, yeah. And and then if something goes wrong, you've already got these cheerleaders for you. Um, yeah. You know, and the PR side of me understood that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're speaking about is that um, for people, I mean, just so you know, and I think um, you told your audience this, is that we're brand public relations and content marketing experts. Mm-hmm. So um, for us, um, you know, the brand mm-hmm. is really important. Right. And we actually think purpose um, uh, does two things, mm-hmm. right? It elevates the brand from a relevant standpoint, mm-hmm. but it also makes community stronger. Mm-hmm. And you need to lean into that and understand that. Now, why is that so important? It's so important because brand is an intangible asset, mm-hmm. right? And um, when you look at um, the fortune companies out there, I think it's 28% of their value is actually um, you know, through that intangible asset. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to look at you're doing and your CEO was right is that I am building um, the credibility of my brand. And in fact, what I'm also doing is reducing my risk profile in the marketplace. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, even though he didn't articulate it in that way, he was very passionate. Um, uh, we, we, are, we have reached uh, an understanding that um, uh, well beyond uh you know, those years that there are financial reasons for us to pursue this. Yes, mm-hmm. altruistic, and we need to do mm-hmm. that, but never ever forget that there are financial reasons that right. we also mm-hmm. um, pursue this. And the economics for business mm-hmm. allow us to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So there's no shame in making money as you do it. And mm-hmm. we work with lots of companies that are right. doing this. You just need to do it authentically and be mm-hmm. a steward of what's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that right. make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we've certainly seen companies write their checks just just to be writing the check. Right. You know, and 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 so, you know, an example might be a company that that, you you know, writes a big check for environmental purposes and then is a polluter. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so, yeah, it, it has to all tie in together. Um, or, you know, because we all have choices on who we can do business with. And if we can't trust them, we're not going to spend our money with them. Yeah. Now that is a really good point, right? Um, it's an excellent point because what you have pointed out is you pointed out a, a company that, um, uh, is more, um, let me find causes to mm-hmm. support. The cause of the day. The, mm-hmm. Right, to support, um, to use for commercial value mm-hmm. versus a company that um, has purpose at its core and has built its entire operational model around it, mm-hmm. right? And what we advocate for is both are reputation enhancing. Mm-hmm. One has a lot, one of them has a lot more risk. We mm-hmm. know which one, the latter. Right, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. But you're still doing some good. So let's, let's be right. Yeah. So we don't want to tell them no. Don't tell them no. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to turn their money down. It's a high risk profile move. Right. Mm-hmm. Because in this um, in- environment, mm-hmm. consumers have been um, uh, trained through their mobile microphone mm-hmm. to speak out when they see things that are right. not accurate. Mm-hmm. And they will. Mm-hmm. Um, so know that your you need to think about your employee base and your client base mm-hmm. as potential activists mm-hmm. because they can be right. We we know that um, in situations at Google and companies you never think about Google, Am- they've been Amazon, they've been mm-hmm. walkouts. Wayfair, mm-hmm. they almost right. shut down their business. Right, mm-hmm. um, their employees have walked out. They said, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute, that's not quite right," mm-hmm. and that doesn't that's not consistent with what we believe to be the case. So you really need to make sure that you are also value hounds <laughs> in that you are consistently aligning your own actions, what you speak up mm-hmm. on, what you choose to speak up mm-hmm. on with the values that you um, indeed have, right. right? Now let's flip back over and talk about the purpose company because mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. The purpose company is someone who has defined a statement that is um, compelling it's motivating, mm-hmm. it's commercial, because mm-hmm. what you are doing is you are um, really identifying what your superpower is within a company. Mm-hmm. And you're using that superpower to improve the world in some place, mm-hmm. okay, in some way. Um, BlackRock is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, their um, superpower is finance, and their purpose statement is um, to improve the fi- financial well being of others, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they are bringing that to life in ways that only they can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Having access to boards, having right. access to people, having access to, um, uh, you know, um, ownership, mm-hmm. right. And they're advocating from within mm-hmm. as they do recognize that not doing this is a high risk position mm-hmm. that can potentially disrupt your financial stream. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you start with that statement, mm-hmm. but that statement has to be relevant to who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you move to areas like, Hmm, how am I going to measure this? What mm-hmm. am I going to do with it? Right. Um, and that's really important. Mm-hmm. So you need to go down and understand that whole metric evaluation mm-hmm. thing is really important. And in, in my book, adapt, um, um, Scaling Purpose in a Divisive World, we devoted mm-hmm. a chapter to Rockefeller Foundation, mm-hmm. who they're in org, but they have been the, literally, they were probably the father of, in my mind, impact investing. They right. were in very, very early on. Mm-hmm. It's part of their model to scale things mm-hmm. and then like let them go IPO from a, mm-hmm. um, uh, a, a, um, uh, from a, uh, a uh, initiative standpoint. Mm-hmm. 
you know, to nurture them when they're really small, mm-hmm. put a lot of money in them, and then have everybody else embrace it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's their model. And it's a fabulous, fabulous model. Mm-hmm. But what, it, what, what they spend a lot of time talking about is the importance of metrics and spending mm-hmm. your time so you're actually able to, to, to um, measure that, right? Right. So this, this idea of, um, you know, how I'm going to measure this shouldn't be overlooked, right? Mm-hmm. Then you kind of move to, okay, how am I going to operationally bring this to life? This is mm-hmm. what a purpose company does. You know, it's in my, it's in a bit in my strategy. BlackRock's a great example of that. Pa- mm-hmm. Patagonia is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Nike's a great example of that. How am I going to embed it in my strategy, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, you know, how am, how am I going to then align my stakeholders so they both, um, they, they um, buy into it, mm-hmm. they understand it, and they can also help me um, uh, sort of promote it, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? But having a strategic plan that supports that, I cannot speak, you know, strongly enough mm-hmm. about. And at the end of the day, disclosure and transparency, you know, if, if this is what you had, mm-hmm. what impact is that mm-hmm. going to have? So the difference between someone who is, you know, a company like you mentioned, mm-hmm. that is cause, mm-hmm. let me do the for the cause. Right. And, and I've got all these conflicts going on. Mm-hmm. It's much different from a company that is truly purpose-driven mm-hmm. and has defined purpose, has amplified it in the same mm-hmm. way, has performance metrics in the mm-hmm. same way, and has created a culture that transcends um, uh, the um, what's on paper mm-hmm. and has a culture around it. Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. Right. It, <laughs> it does. Way, yeah. yeah. You know, because, again, we have to get the employees to, to uh, buy in and support Absolutely. it, um, you know, and, and so it can't just be the statement on the wall yes. that, Absolutely. you know, and, and, or so generic that, yeah. you know, your, your purpose can't be to serve the environment. Yes, exactly. Right. So that's, that's so, too generic. Yeah. And for your readers on the phone, because I, I look at this and they need to know that there are companies out there that will pay like a million dollars for this mm-hmm. kind of work. And they right. will, that's mm-hmm. on average, it's like 500,000 to a million dollars mm-hmm. for this kind of work. Right. Um, the reason I felt compelled to write the book Adapt um, mm-hmm. is because I wanted to make sure that those learnings and how-tos were mm-hmm. shared so people can do it on their own. Right. <laughs> yeah. right? And and it really doesn't matter what yeah. size business yeah. you are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're the oh, one person, if you're the, matter. you know, a million doesn't company. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't, you can do, you know, as opposed to spending a million dollars, half a million dollars. If you, you know, understand what the process is, how you approach it. Mm-hmm. And you could come in and hire somebody like us to do a workshop with your senior leadership team mm-hmm. to say, let's talk about all the pieces we have to build. It's going to be much more efficient. Or you could hire a company like us to do it, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to give people the option. Mm-hmm. So part of the passion for me of writing the book is I wanted to share the methodology, the how-tos. Mm-hmm. And so th- the book's built on uh, a operational framework or a model for how you operationalize mm-hmm. purpose and bring it to life so right. it's sustained, mm-hmm. right? And ADAPT actually st- st- is an acronym for how you do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the A is for assessment. You go through a, you know, a very detailed assessment stage mm-hmm. that is both internal and external. Mm-hmm. Um, the D is for definition. We talked a little bit about that, what definition mm-hmm. really means, right? Mm-hmm. The A is for amplification. And what that really means is how do I align my stakeholders? But more importantly, you know, you just said I was head of comms, mm-hmm. right? 
And you probably have a lot of people who are understand the value of communication, mm-hmm. the power of communication. How do I create a narrative mm-hmm. around this right. for my stakeholders mm-hmm. that they will embrace mm-hmm. and that I can amplify legitimately mm-hmm. because I, I've aligned those stakeholders? Mm-hmm. That is so very important, mm-hmm. right? ADAP, the P is for performance. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. The T is for transcendence. Right. And so we give you principles in all of these areas about what you can do, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, and um, I think it's it's really, really important that if you are going to dip your toe in this water, to dip your toe in this water in the right way, mm-hmm. because if you dip your toe in the toe in the water the wrong way, it can be um uh, brand destroying. Mm-hmm. It can be, right. you know, destroy your brand, mm-hmm. right? And if you if you have entrepreneurs out there or small business owners, particularly mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs now are standing up their businesses on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, a, a sustainability firm uh, by the name of Reapley. They're standing up their business on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a, there's a huge company that is in um, you know telehealth. Mm-hmm. That business is being stood up on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a company um, uh, Zing that we work with is Medicare Advantage, right? Mm-hmm. They're standing up their mm-hmm. business on purpose, and so their businesses are formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the core, they've identified what their superpower right. power is, mm-hmm. and they are developing everything around that model, mm-hmm. right? Um, and those models are all financially viable. One of those companies I mentioned is has a valuation of a billion dollars, right? Because right? yeah. so, if you're not financially viable, all the good thoughts in the world and plan aren't yeah. going to do diddly. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> no shame in making money is what right. I say. Like, you know, don't hide it. You mm-hmm. need to sing it, right? Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure you're doing it in an integrated way. Right. This is where your marketing people come in. Mm-hmm. But your marketing mm-hmm. people can't come in unless you're doing this legitimately, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so the, and use your marketing people to help tell this story because mm-hmm. it's a powerful story mm-hmm. on an integrated basis, mm-hmm. right? And when I say integrated, that means that people need to find it everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Not only need, you need to have, you know, here's the strategy, here are the components, mm-hmm. but what is the integrated messaging strategy mm-hmm. around this? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got billions of people on the internet right now mm-hmm. who are searching daily. So if mm-hmm. your story isn't integrated, mm-hmm. they're not going to really understand it. Right. Um, so, you know, I would ask you to do your own exercise, go and look at a company who says they're, you know, you know, purpose-driven and mm-hmm. see if you can figure out their strategy around it. Some companies will be very clear, you know, they're right. doing it right. Others mm-hmm. would be like, I don't really get this right. They're probably mm-hmm. not doing it. They're not doing it right. Cause they're only, they're only yielding partial value mm-hmm. because we know that consumers value this. And some consumers say, I will pay more for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you look at it and what purpose is really about, and that's what adapt, that's what we say adapt. It's a mm-hmm. great name for mm-hmm. this is because it's about their fundamental adaptability mm-hmm. to the marketplace. Right. And what we know about adaptability to the marketplace is it creates agility. Mm-hmm. It creates resilience. Okay. It creates sustainability. Mm-hmm. Right. So in essence, it really is about your making your company a more resilient place mm-hmm. and, and one that is more able to pivot to the ups and downs mm-hmm. as you stay purpose focused mm-hmm. and aligned. Right. Because culture is going to change on you, right? Mm-hmm. Your values probably will not, or mm-hmm. you will add to those values in support of that purpose mm-hmm. because you're like, crap, I missed this. A lot right. of people did that with DNI. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I missed this. Mm-hmm. Let me change my value statement. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I saw more companies put in DNI in their value statements. Mm-hmm. 
or empathy mm-hmm. in their value statements after the George Floyd and the Black mm-hmm. Lives right. Movement matter than I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. But then they then many of them had to move to teeth. Mm-hmm. Where are the teeth for this? Right. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're I, saying I, you're a diverse action. organization, but right. I even mean, where's the action for it? Mm-hmm. When historically public relations companies had recommended, oh, just do this from a narrative standpoint, mm-hmm. they had to flip that because mm-hmm. they got caught. Right. And said, you know, it's got to be, it's, it's got to be this bias for action. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will tell you Juneteenth and the, um, and which the your program hits. is airing on Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And the hits that mm-hmm. companies have taken as a result of this, there's a great example, right? right. Walmart, um, they did a Juneteenth ice cream. Yeah. Transactional, oh, yeah. <laughs> transactional commercial, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If they had thought a moment about what Juneteenth really signified, freedom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, opportunity and equity mm-hmm. for all, um, they would realize if I'm going to commercialize this holiday, let me just sit down and think about right. this. Mm-hmm. In truth, slavery was slavery was about the commercialization of um blacks as a product. Right. You know, so then when you're selling ice cream property. about it, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you think about that and you say, mm, so where's the like the bad Burger King commercial that nobody realized it was Burger King? Where's the beef? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. What mm-hmm. actions are you going to put in place mm-hmm. to truly in, improve the world in some pl- better and better way? You want to probably be more like an Ulta or Ultra, mm-hmm. um, Ulta, Ulta Beauty Care mm-hmm. friend Mary Dillon. Um, uh, where they gave $25 million to really help the community in mm-hmm. some way. Right. And they involved the internal stakeholders and external stakeholders and did a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. I've probably been talking too long. <laughs> so. Oh, no, no. This is, is fascinating. Um, you know, and, and it's so true because you're right. You know, they, yeah, as we were saying, they jump on that cause. Yeah. And, you know, so many things have been commercialized. So oh, they yeah. think, you know, okay, yep. you know, it's, it's not about Christmas oh, anymore. Yeah. It's about, you know, and, and, or whatever it is. Yep. And so they think, oh, you know, this, this is great. Whereas, you know, if they stopped and thought about, okay, maybe on, you know, Juneteenth, you yep. know, maybe they're going to launch a mentorship yep. program. I mean, that yep. might be something that, you there know, that you would really get people's yep. attention. And then of course they actually have to do it. Yes, they um, have to you do know, it. that's, that's the other they thing, have to do it. They have to do it. but you know, and, and from a PR perspective, you know, we always tell people look for ways yeah. that, that you can get things yeah. out there, but yeah, it's, you know, when, when your employees and every other person in the world is carrying a camera in their hand, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to be aware of the, the right. optics. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with transactions mm-hmm. that um, uh, that that provide um, uh, uh, action in the community, right? right. I, I don't want people to think, oh, oh, I can't put my product the court because you should. Right. You just need to do it Again, right you way. have to make money. Mm-hmm. You do it in the right way because you're, you're you're here to make money, right? Because what you do in this one area carries over, right? I love to say that, um, and I tell people this is that. You know, because brand is such an incredible and and intangible asset. If you build brand, you can take brand anywhere. It mm-hmm. carries you, right? right? And so that equity carries over mm-hmm. into other things, right. and you've got to mm-hmm. think about it. So you can't look at the world in a short term mm-hmm. way. You have to look at the world in a long term mm-hmm. way. And when you start to run those financial scenarios, mm-hmm. they will look different. Mm-hmm. 
right? right. They will look different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I'm sure poor Walmart, I actually feel sorry for them. The amount of bad press that they got for this. Oh, yeah. And, and, right? and it, the, the oh. saying all PR is good PR. No, not always. <laughs> not always, right? So anyway. Right. Well, and, you know, it, it, as you were saying, the employees have to know about this too um, right. and have to be able to articulate it. Um, yep. I'm a breast cancer survivor. So when oh. companies are doing the, we give to breast cancer, Oh, yeah. I will often ask. And, you know, there's there's the big oh, yeah. car dealership, right? We all know yeah. who I'm talking about. The great big one that's, oh, yeah, yeah. you know. That, yeah, you know, we got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, they got the pink license plates, all those various things. And, you know, when I've gone in, I have said, tell me what you do. Never, ever, ever have they been able to say anything about how much they donate. Oh, yeah. Even what they might do at that dealership. Yeah. It's yeah. just... This is our marketing thing. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing they still, you know, that they do give a large portion of funds and and things like that. But when your employees don't know what your purpose is and what you're actually doing about it, there's a really big communication gap there. Yes. So that is that is exactly my point. When I talk about stakeholder alignment, right. mm-hmm. I talk about um, uh, making sure that you brand this from a narrative standpoint. Mm-hmm. Branding it internally is equally as important as branding right. it externally. Mm-hmm. When, when, when many people think about, when you think about, um, and this is really important, when you think about what a um, brand strategy platform looks like. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like purpose. Mm-hmm. It has purpose in it. It has um, uh, mission, mm-hmm. um, values, mm-hmm. um, voice and tone, brand promise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are your brand pillars? And then should also mm-hmm. have what your content pillars are. And then there's the brand expression of that. Right. People often forget that part of brand expression mm-hmm. is understanding what your employees will communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. They continually forget mm-hmm. that. It's understanding what your employees will communicate. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, think about the, the sales arm, the frontline people you have. Make sure they really understand it. Because at some point, someone in the door is going to come in just mm-hmm. like you and gonna want to know. Mm-hmm. Now, the people who are, I think you speaking of cancer, Aflac. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Look at mm-hmm. them as an example, mm-hmm. right? Their business started at the core mm-hmm. around their concerns around cancer, and they have leaned into this in significant ways and is a part, a really amazing part mm-hmm. of the way they do um, purpose. And their, right. their, their case study is in there in mm-hmm. the book. Um, but, you know, we were delighted to talk to them and mm-hmm. we picked people who we thought really got it mm-hmm. so people could really learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so important to make sure that once you do it, you're not done mm-hmm. until you have, and you shouldn't launch it, by mm-hmm. the way, externally, right? until mm-hmm. you have launched it internally, mm-hmm. because it should change mm-hmm. um, the way people communicate. Mm-hmm. It probably will change some of your processes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've done it right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, it will change um, some of your metrics, right? Mm-hmm. So what I tell people is, you know, just like anything else, right? When you're launching a product, there's mm-hmm. a market readiness piece, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm a marketer by heart, right? And a strategist by heart. Mm-hmm. So I do believe in that market readiness element. Mm-hmm. It is true for purpose. Well, and but you can test it on your employees. That's kind of one right. of the first things to do. You, you, you actually get input from mm-hmm. them. Okay, to say, right. does it you know, seem real? Does it seem oh, fake? Does it, you know, all those various things and, and, and to get their own point of view. What are we better at doing than anybody else is? Right. They'll right. tell you, mm-hmm. you know, start there because that's mm-hmm. probably your superpower and build out from that. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, but make sure that what you do is credible mm-hmm. for the marketers on the phone. Anybody who's a CMO on the, mm-hmm. on the podcast, right? Not the phone. Um, but anybody who's a CMO um, will understand the value of a point of difference and differentiation, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, we move from my belief is from, you know, um, uh, you know, brand differentiation to purpose mm-hmm. differentiation. Right. And entire models are being built around that. A great example of this is Unilever. Right. Mm-hmm. And Paul Pullman has a great book called Net Positive, who ran mm-hmm. Unilever for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he will show you the clover leaf about how they use it. And I think mm-hmm. we do, too, how they use it. Um, uh, for, uh, for differentiation. Mm-hmm. So very important, mm-hmm. right. To know that you can, it's so compelling and meaningful people because culturally something happened that's mm-hmm. different. And we should talk about culture and what's mm-hmm. happened there. Um, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and as you were saying, you know, it is, it is such a fundamental part of the business. You know, it gets employees, it keeps employees yes. um, and, and we decide where to spend our money. It, we hear a lot about ew millennials, right? Ugh. You know, they want to work for companies that make a difference, and 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 you know, and, and people make faces when they're saying, "Well, first of all, hello, we raised them," yeah. <laughs> you know? okay, and so one. clearly it was important that we were passing yeah. that on. So we shouldn't yeah. be making those faces. Oh, that's a really good, this right? Good but they should be wanting to work for companies that make a difference. And they are, I mean, that's, that's a thing. And, and, you know, my generation did too. They were just making a difference in different ways. Um, But we also realized, okay, you know, it's a company that's got to make money, but you know, it's, it, when you, when you ask employees a lot of times, why do you work here? Mm -hmm. How many times do they say it's because we provide a great product or a great service? No, Mm -hmm. They're going to say things like, oh, my gosh, we do this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something positive. Or it might be, you know, uh, internal. You know, uh, yeah. uh, you know we've, we've got a great workplace environment. Yeah. Um, you know, all and of those things. About they us, usually right? don't, out of their mouth, say, oh, we provide a great product or service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it really, it really is true. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, just to, to build in your conversation about um, millennials, I think the difference is, yes, we raise them, but the world is more accessible to them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think 80% of mm-hmm. Americans don't travel. I think that actually is, this, it's either 60% or it's some huge stat, Right. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But what people have to remember is, is that what the internet has provided um, that general generation that, that are, you know, native digital people. Mm-hmm. And this is Gen Z, right? What's mm-hmm. provided them is it's provided them an access to the world. Mm-hmm. So they can see the inequity, right? They can see the inequality. Mm-hmm. They can see the lack of social justice. Mm-hmm. They can see all of the issues that are tantamount as it relates to the right. environment. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're reading about it diff- mm-hmm. daily and they're getting their news from different sources. Mm-hmm. And they they are engaged in conversations that are much more worldly mm-hmm. than the ones we were engaged right. in. Right? right. So when we grew up, you came, you, you know, every you came home, you closed the door, you did your work, mm-hmm. you had the telephone, right? Mm-hmm. And at most your parents were listening in on you, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in their generation, they have um 24 by 7 mm-hmm. uh news coming at them, people coming at them. Um, all around. Mm-hmm. And, and we have no idea 
what they are really um, experiencing. There are a lot of parent controls on things that we put on, et cetera, mm-hmm. but it is, it's become nearly impossible to block it out. Right. So I personally think they're um, both their mental fragility, because mm-hmm. you talk about mm-hmm. that, that right. And their um, uh, desire mm-hmm. to uh, craft a world that is better than the mm-hmm. one they live in today right. is all through um, the new um, uh, technology mm-hmm. and uh, network platforms right. that we put in their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. in control. Yeah, it, no longer are we in control. That mm-hmm. the control has shifted to the consumer, mm-hmm. and everybody in the audience needs to understand that because, mm-hmm. in so doing, there are incredible implications mm-hmm. around that. Right. And that's why you're seeing the shifts mm-hmm. in culture. Let's mm-hmm. just do a moment. Let's take a moment. Let's talk about that for a second. Right. Because I want to talk about culture mm-hmm. for a second. Um, what we really see from a cultural standpoint and we do our research is that um, and it's segmented, um, you know, by, you know, race and generation mm-hmm. and ethnicity. And you've got a lot of that in your book. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, I got a lot of that in the book. Mm-hmm. It What's really what amazed me and and. Maybe it was just me, but this is my biggest finding. I was like, holy crap, this is, it's reached rock star status. I literally say this, you know, this idea of giving back um, uh, sustainability, social justice, mm-hmm. uh, things, people deeply care about that. They care about that more than fashion. Mm-hmm. They care about it more than pro sports, mm-hmm. more than video games and more right. than technology, mm-hmm. right? And that is not just, Gen Z, yes, mm-hmm. Gen Z's over over mm-hmm. indexes, but it's like the world has woken up right. to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to understand that, and people, and that's why mm-hmm. it has the power to affect financials. Mm-hmm. That's what's right. happened here. Mm-hmm. There's been a shift and a backlash. Mm-hmm. That's what people will boycott. Mm-hmm. They'll walk out, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, overseas is far more. Um, uh, you know, engaged in many of these things mm-hmm. than um, the U.S. is. Mm-hmm. And when I say engaged, what I mean is they're in the bridge of regulation. Mm-hmm. I think we're looking at it, but mm-hmm. in you know European countries and industrial countries, there will definitely, in my my mind, be additional regulation. Mm-hmm. The U.S. is just waking up to this. Mm-hmm. SEC now is now looking at ESG and said, you know, we kind of need mm-hmm. to regulate this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So. We're seeing that. So know that this is going to evolve. Mm-hmm. This is not during COVID. People said, is this just a fad? It's not a fad. No, no. But it's, it's also going to go back to normal. <laughs> it's getting more intense, right? Um, and you're going to have governments that are getting mm-hmm. involved, right? Because um, uh, people are investing heavily in these kind of initiatives as well. Right. So there needs to be more co- controls and a mm-hmm. governance around those things. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it is, you know, we're, we're constantly bombarded and, you know, but we're also looking for that information. I mean, you know, how many times are we making those decisions on what to buy based on what we saw on the, the, the network news or, you know, yeah. somebody's an influencer, right? Oh, I don't oh, yeah. like influencers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all of those various things, I mean, you know, I, I live in Atlanta. Chick-fil-A is, is headquartered oh, here. Yes. And, yep. you know, and, and so, you know, that was obviously one of the big things that, and it's, you know, it's died down a, a bit, but, yep. you know, there are some people who absolutely for personal reasons will not go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. 
Yes. That's great. That is their oh, yeah. choice. Their choice. Um, yeah. You know, and, and their purpose, right? Yeah. They're a yeah. right wing organization. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're very purpose driven mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. what is of value to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is an entire segment of the market mm-hmm. that is with them, right? Yeah. You know, and, a great example yeah. would be, say, Hobby Lobby. You yep. know, it's also an organization that is very faith based. Yes. And, you know, and, and for some people, that's not their cup of yep. tea. Absolutely. That's great. They go to another type of craft yep. store. I yep. mean, you know, and, and, but I think what people and, and companies miss is the fact that we can choose. We can you know, and, and so as you were saying, you know, they Absolutely. don't put a purpose out there or they put one out there that's fake. Yes. You know, and we're like, yes. no, yes. no, no. Yes. You know, I'm looking at, say, your board of directors yep. Yep. and it's all white guys. <laughs> you, know? Um, are, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. Those are very valuable, sustainable business and, and examples of businesses that build empires off of having a purpose that they are aligned with mm-hmm. and that others resonate with, mm-hmm. right? And then people who don't necessarily align with that person mm-hmm. can choose mm-hmm. whether to um, do right. that or Work not. there, right. buy there, all of those yeah. things. I would mm-hmm. say, you know, that's the great thing about America mm-hmm. is that uh, we are a country of choices. We're a company of opportunity and freedom of speech, mm-hmm. right? right? My my you know, destination is do, but you cannot harm people. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. no hate, none of that can't Mm -hmm. do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can create purpose-driven businesses that are, Mm -hmm. that are, um, uh, you know, value-based because that's what it's about value. Mm -hmm. And because it's about what people deeply care Mm -hmm. about and for a purpose to be successful, you really need to tap into um, the passions of others. And we Mm -hmm. say this, right. It really is what people are passionate about. Um, that's what makes purpose live and, you know, be sustained mm-hmm. is you, you really have come off with something that is, um, very meaningful mm-hmm. from a, um, uh, people standpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it is, it's just, it's, it, it is part of your culture. I mean, that, that's totally. the thing, you know, like the, the company that I worked for, I mean, it was part of our culture to work with students, to yep. work with those in need. You know, all of those various things. Now it was real higgledy piggledy. I mean, you know, I that was that was one of those things that, you know, from a communications <laughs> yeah. perspective, it was like no. And and yeah. and now they have transitioned to, you know, they they support financial programs. Yeah. Makes sense. They are a financial yeah. company. Um, but yeah, so higgledy piggledy is, you know, yeah. We yeah. sponsored the girls' softball yeah. team and you know, bought a van oh, for yeah. children's hospital. I mean, you know, those, you know, and but but it still was part of our culture that we were giving back, yep. um, you know, and, and, and not doing harm and, and all of those things. Yep. And, and of course you need that, especially if you oh, yeah. work for a company that might do harm, oh, um, yes, absolutely. you know, whether it's yep. big oil, whether it's a yep. pharmaceutical, yep. I mean, all of those various oh, yeah. things, you know, again, how are you treating your employees? Yeah, is there totally. huge turnover? That's one of yeah. those big metrics, um, yeah. you know, and, and so, yeah, you know, you've, you've kind of got a balancing act that you've got to do. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that, that I wonder about from, you know, my putting on my marketing perspective hat is, you know, we all talk about a company has a mission statement and a vision statement. Mm-hmm. Is that different than a purpose statement or should it all tie together? Well, first of all, it should all tie together. <laughs> That's really important, mm-hmm. right? Um, it should all tie together. That's mm-hmm. very, very important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at it, um, your your purpose statement is really, I think, the most actionable now, right? Mm-hmm. One of the most actionable in com- combination with your mission right. statement. 
mm-hmm. because um, the mission clearly says sort of the, the, the this is how mm-hmm. the business is going to be run mm-hmm. and be done, right? Um, a purpose statement really speaks to how you use your superpower to improve the world in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mission statement really speaks to like how the, the operations of the business right. are going to do that in support of that, mm-hmm. right? Um, really advanced, you know, so the vision statement has always been one of inspirational, longer term mm-hmm. that's out there. I actually have a chapter in the book that kind of goes to the differences and I mm-hmm. encourage people to read that chapter because um, you can just scan and go right to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it lays out the differences. But I, the, what I want to leave the audience with is that, um, you know, I think that vision is sort of passe a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, in like in the 80s, that was really hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you put it on the wall, right? Oh, it really and, hot, and it was right, like your right. marketing plan. You yeah, never looked abs- at it absolutely. again. <laughs> and many companies have all have vision, you know, purpose, mm-hmm. mission. Um, uh, but you probably need purpose and mission more than mm-hmm. anything else, because mm-hmm. both of those are operational in nature. Mm-hmm. And then what I would also say to you is that some companies um, have evolved where they feel so strongly about this, that the purpose is embedded in right. their mission. It is right? their mission statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is their mission statement. Mm-hmm. And we've got companies like that. And you'll look at you know Ulta and a few others, and mm-hmm. we mentioned who they are. And you'll see that they're very much purpose-driven, mm-hmm. but it's all tied up in their mm-hmm. mission. We do recommend that you pull them out for mm-hmm. clarity purposes. Mm-hmm. And because you really want to, especially with companies that have a mission, mm-hmm. right, already that haven't started that way, mm-hmm. that you really want to take the time mm-hmm. and, and do the purpose part of it correctly, because you need, you're going to live with it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're living with it, right? right? Mm-hmm. So you need to spend some serious time mm-hmm. on how you do it, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, you know, one of the other things that obviously has made so many people do a, 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 a let's see a, maybe a 360 you know we okay. just completely went in a circle is covid oh, and yeah. the pandemic um oh, yeah. you know and and it's been so interesting to watch businesses who really you know two and a half ish years ago were profit 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 who all of a sudden went ooh you know what what can we do to help and and i think that was one of the the interesting things to watch, especially at the start of the pandemic. I mean, like yeah. one of my favorites was, you know, one of the big distilleries that, you know, wasn't making alcohol anymore, but they were making hand sanitizer. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, you know, things like that. Now, I'm sure they've gone back to, you know, the, the alcohol part, but, you know, or restaurants who were were doing different things, you know, all of these things. But I think... The pandemic, you know, and it's it's sad that it kind of takes, you know, a wake up call like like yeah. that for, for some of us. But talk to us more about how businesses really looked at things and went, oik, <laughs> now what do we do? Well, I, I think that um, when there is a moment in the in the world that affects everyone, mm-hmm. it 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 creates permanent differences in the marketplace, mm-hmm. right? Because you just see it a different mm-hmm. way. Okay. Um, one thing that happened from that is I think that the medical community didn't collaborate as much as they should. Right. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of, you know, closed. Oh, we had so many care, different right? messages. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what came out of that is a new focus on collaboration mm-hmm. 
because through collaboration, we were able to get through clinical trials faster than we ever can. We were able to, to solve big, hairy problems. Mm-hmm. The COVID is based on our messenger. Mm-hmm. And then you had big companies like Pfizer collaborating with, uh, I think it's Biogen or mm-hmm. uh, in, um, I can't remember what country they're in, mm-hmm. right? But you had all these collaborations that mm-hmm. sprung up mm-hmm. for good, right? right? Mm-hmm. And with that, we brought America, brought things to the market faster mm-hmm. than anyone did, mm-hmm. right? And we got through clinical trials mm-hmm. in more depth right. and with more precision mm-hmm. than we ever had before mm-hmm. on an accelerated way, mm-hmm. in an accelerated way, right? So we solved problems together when we had to. Right. So this idea of innovative collaboration, I think, mm-hmm. came out of that. And mm-hmm. I, I really want to, and I think that will be with us, mm-hmm. right? right? There's an organization now... Um, Shiva, which is the top 10 uh, hospitals in the world, is mm-hmm. out of Israel, has a model, um, uh, innovative model called the ARC, which is a mm-hmm. process for innovation in um, areas. And they are, they are, and they have, they have collaborators a lot around the globe. Mm-hmm. They are going to land a physical structure um, for the first time mm-hmm. in America in a um, underrepresented community. Mm. Okay, I mm-hmm. uh, and spur um, bring their collaboration model and their high tech model to the U.S. because we're ready for it. Right. Okay, and companies are leaning in and universities are leaning in like I haven't ever seen before. Right? Yeah, because they're they're having to to really do online and collaborating with businesses Absolutely. with other universities, yeah. all sorts of things. So healthcare mm-hmm. um, exploded. The, 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 the focus on inequity in healthcare, mm-hmm. when you saw that there were entire populations that were not, um, uh, 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 that were, that, that had higher COVID rates mm-hmm. than anyone else, higher COVID mm-hmm. rates, higher death rates. Mm-hmm. Right. Um uh, 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 tech, it, tech would be a huge thing. You know how absolutely. many? It, it really showed the haves and the have-nots. It really for did, so many things. Right? But I think tech, you know, especially when right. you all of a sudden have your kids oh, at yeah. home, they had no computers oh, and no absolutely. internet access. Yep. What are you going to do? First, yep. For the first time, telehealth is, was embraced mm-hmm. in uh, communities. Right. Mm-hmm. So look at all the new business models that came out of that. And um, models that are being formed to truly improve the lives of others, right? right. Then you can look at corporate America, mm-hmm. which you just started to do. Um, and corporate America, um, uh, in corporate America, what we see is that um, you had businesses lean in, caring more about their employees, mm-hmm. doing things that they never did before. Oh, let me make hand sanitizers. Oh, I can make masks. Oh, I mm-hmm. can do this. I can do that. And let me get out of what I traditionally do mm-hmm. to help someone. Let me give to causes that right. I haven't given to before. Mm-hmm. All of those things were, um, you know, super, super, super positive, right? Right. Um, but you know, one thing I want to talk about really quickly, if, if you if we can with you, Deb, is how I can help your audience. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Services that as a company we have that can help you, mm-hmm. right? And um, because I I love to be of help to people, mm-hmm. right? They're not free. I need to say that because I, I like we said, we all have to be in business or we're not we in business. business. Right? <laughs> but um, there are a couple of things that we have that you should be aware of. Um, for your communications and your marketing people out there. Um, we have a very unique seminar um, that is a full day, mm-hmm. and it is on how do you future-proof 
um, your um, Marcom, your marketing mm-hmm. communication services mm-hmm. for DE&I and mm-hmm. purpose fails. Mm-hmm. You are operating in an incredibly high risk environment mm-hmm. and you are literally rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't understand sort of the framework that you're right. living in mm-hmm. and we, we, we do a very thorough job of taking people through everything mm-hmm. and leaving them with a marketing checklist. Perfect. Like I say, you know, before you go into this, Mm-hmm. What do you really need to think about? Mm-hmm. Because marketers don't know, right? Mm-hmm. What 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 what's happened here is that um, you know, as much as we want shared experiences, mm-hmm. we don't have them. Mm-hmm. For the most part, corporate America has a dominant culture. It's a white male culture. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 next um, closest culture will be white females, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at it, you've seen the C sweet sweet C sweet eighty percent is you know, white females and, um, uh, white males. Mm-hmm. And with like over a little bit over 60, 60% of that being white males, right. Mm-hmm. That's a dominant culture. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you look at that and you say, you know, how do we get smarter about the way we mm-hmm. do things? Because right. we don't share experiences. Mm-hmm. We have to recognize that, you know, most people of those people grew up in a segregated neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. If they're most at that them, level, they're a little older. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Most of them went to segregated schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of them went into segregated business environments, Mm -hmm. you know, not segregated in the same way, Mm -hmm. but their dominant culture, business environments, Mm -hmm. we need interventions. Mm -hmm. They're really important. So make your marketing and cons people smarter. That's how we can help you hire Mm -hmm. us a day long seminar. We'll, we'll, we'll leave them in a much better place Mm -hmm. and your risk profile will be better as a result. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. We'll take entire teams and do Mm -hmm. that with. Perfect. Um, um, second way is uh, that we can help you is is that if you have a business where you want to create a um, a purpose platform, mm-hmm. we can we can help you in two ways. We can actually be your infrastructure for getting it done, mm-hmm. right? Um, where you we can you can hire us as a consultant. Mm-hmm. But we also have workshops where we can um, workshop with your people throughout, which might mm-hmm. be a cheaper model, but mm-hmm. a little bit longer over time, mm-hmm. right? Um, And then uh, the last thing is um, that you might want us to do is you can hire me to speak at your company, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this is such an important topic. Mm -hmm. Charge up and and Mm -hmm. talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you're airing this on Juneteenth, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. But what I want to say to everybody in the audience is Juneteenth is not one day. Juneteenth, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, special um, holidays should be kept all year, all the time. Yes. You're not just a Christian on December 25th, Mm -hmm. all the time. And, um, a moment I think of reckoning for everybody in the PR community, because I'm in that community was like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, we've got this, you know, George Floyd moment. Mm -hmm. And so we have primarily dominant culture PR agencies, Mm -hmm. you know, and I literally think they had maybe one or two at the time, Mm -hmm. um, um, working with dominant culture businesses Mm -hmm. to talk about, a really important cultural moment, mm-hmm. right? Makes no sense, right? right. So mm-hmm. I'm saying to you, diversify mm-hmm. your supplier base now. You mm-hmm. need to. You right. need to mm-hmm. because that is the world you are moving mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Well, and the nice thing is n- now, you know, one of the biggest things I think that the pandemic showed us was we can work with people worldwide. So, yep. you know, you're based in Chicago. But you can work with people worldwide. Absolutely. I mean, we were doing that a bit before, but now, yeah. you know, jumping yeah, on Zoom, absolutely. you know, we don't even think twice yeah. about it. Well, and then, of course, you have your book, which is Adapt, Scaling Purpose in a Divisive World. Um, yep. Great content. You know, you give lots of examples of how companies do it. And again, whether you're the one person business 
or a big one. I mean, you know, you have oh, yeah. to be having this purpose. Yeah. So tell people how they find you and, and, and connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, purposebrand.com. Easy peasy. Uh, yep. Not, not purpose brands, purpose brand singular.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go to purposebrand.com. You can learn all about our business mm-hmm. in the, in, you know, in the navigation section, there's a book. Mm-hmm. And I've written three books, Adapt being the most recent. It has mm-hmm. uh, you know 15 contributors, Fortune 500 contributors mm-hmm. from Microsoft to J.P. Morgan Chase to Nike, Chipotle, Aflac. They're all mm-hmm. there, right? Uh, Warby Parker, Lyft, mm-hmm. the list is long. Mm-hmm. And so we provide actual little case studies and examples uh, as we talk mm-hmm. you through what to do. Um, and then, um, then to contact us, go to our contact us section, but it's basically info at purposebrand.com. Okay, okay. Perfect. Um, you know, and you've got great content on your website. I always love it when when um, you, you know, people can read their your blogs yep. and and things like that because then you can get the information in in little snippets. Because you know we are busy, yeah. um, but you know it's it's something that that we need to be doing. And the funny thing is, I think all of us. Uh-huh. Have that purpose in our mind. Oh yes, you totally. know maybe it's that we think that's it's it's important to to be a part oh, of yeah. your business community. Oh, totally. So then you belong to your chamber and Absolutely. you volunteer. I mean, all of those we've got yeah. them there. So it's a matter of we need to solidify it and mm-hmm. truly make it part of our business and then let people know about it as you were saying. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, no, no question about it. So if you're going to be a purpose-driven company, don't keep it to yourself. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. ma- maximize the benefit of it. Right. And then Shoot do your right. horn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it right. Because people, you know, we've looked at studies and something like only 12% of the people actually, you know, recognize that specific companies are purpose uh, uh, driven right. because they're like, they're not, Communicating it correctly. Right. It's right. it's listed somewhere on their As website. And, people, you really need to dig down deep in the way you do that. Right. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Diane, this has been absolutely wonderful. And I and I think we should should do it again and continue this oh, discussion it. because again, it is it is so important. Um, so maybe as we get more and more out of COVID. And into whatever the next thing is, right? You yeah. Know? Um, we, we talk about this. So I'd love to have you on again. But do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Um, my my final thought is, you know, look at your business, mm-hmm. define what you think your superpower is, and how you are going to relate that to improving the world some way. Align it with the rest of your um, uh, strategic platform. Integrate it with that platform, and then uh, communicate it. Perfect. I love it. I love it. So much fun. And again, folks, this is easy, difficult, and so very important for everyone. Yes. And so I can't wait to to talk with you again. I'm Deb Crib and having a fascinating discussion with Diane Primo. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.